Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? On today's episode of No Huddle Show, the schedule is finally out. So, yes, that means game-by-game prediction time. No, it's not silly. It's just fun. We're going to go through. We're going to say how we think the schedule broke down. Was it favorable for the Eagles? What are some potential games that might otherwise have been wins that are now losses? I know I have one of them. Uh, Zach thinks Eagles might go 16-0. and 0. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the schedule. And then also, um, Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas talked to the media for about a half hour this week. Um, talked about the draft, talked about different positions they like in the draft, um, and talked a little bit about the Daryl Worley situation. So we're going to go over our takeaways from that, um, You know, maybe what kind of interesting piece of information you can actually get from it and what it means for the draft, which is now only a week away. Um, and then we talked a little bit about Brandon Graham with OTAs, and we have our fan question submitted by Eagles Fan for Life 22. So we talked about the corner position. Uh, how can you get, get your uh, question answered on the pod? Leave a review. We're on all your different podcast apps. You have uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Spreaker. Um, if you're on YouTube, we appreciate you listening. Toss us that thumbs up. But subscribe. So go subscribe. And then when you do, if you leave us a review, preferably five stars, but if you just leave us a review with feedback and you put your question in there, we will answer it on the podcast. So uh, Eagles Fan for Life 22 went and did that. And this week we're going to talk about the corners. So let's get into it. This is the No Huddle Show. I am Elliot Parks here with Zach Rosenblatt. And Zach, the schedule is finally out. Finally, we'll get a chance to see who the Eagles will be playing and where. But more importantly, we got a chance to schedule our trip, something I've been looking forward to for months. Especially, especially the Euro trip. We got a nice little Euro trip planned. I mean, when you look at uh, this, the, who they're playing this year, I mean, the schedule is very tough. But if you're an Eagles fan and you're looking to make a trip to go see the team play. And I, mean, I know this is going to be your first year on the beat, but just from my experience, the majority of stadiums I go to outside of Lincoln Financial Field have a ton of Eagles fans in them. And more than off, more than not, they sometimes take over a stadium. So when you look at who they have on the road this year, I mean, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Tennessee, which, you know, is Nashville, uh, London, L.A. I mean, there's a ton of really good, good trips on there for Eagles fans. So I think Eagles fans always say they're excited for the schedule to come out from a win-loss perspective. And we're certainly going to get into that um, in terms of what we think. I saw your predictions already, and we disagree on a few games. So I look yeah. forward to debating that. But I just think in general, fans love to uh, to plan their trips. But now that the schedule is out, before we get into game to game, Zach, what was your initial impression of the schedule? Uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to get like too surprised, but I guess I, I, I mean, they had the five primetime games, which I kind of expected. Uh, 
I don't know. I think it looks pretty favorable for them, to be honest, uh, um, first impressions. I mean, I don't know if you could have a better placed bye week than right in the middle of the season. I think right. that's pretty rare. For I mean, teams obviously get it, but I don't remember the Eagles ever having that. Mm-hmm. So especially considering the, the, the injury issues they had last year, I, I just think that is the, my like um, was my immediate reaction, that the bye week is pretty clutch. I mean, it makes sense because it's coming right after the, the London game. Uh, yep. they, have, they have some tough road games, like New Orleans is, is a tough road spot. L.A., you have to fly across country. They've never done the London game before, so there are some tough games they have to travel for, but I, I think it's a pretty favorable schedule. As when we discuss our predictions, I think you'll see why I, th- that I think that. Yeah, I thought for, for a few reasons I agree. I mean, one, they're not on the road three times in a row all season, which which is good. Two, I think their two toughest games are at New Orleans and at L.A., um, at New Orleans in, uh, I think it was week 13, is, is or, I'm sorry, not week 13, uh, week 11 is, yeah. is tough. I mean, that is later on, and I think that game is going to end up having a ton of playoff implications. But, I mean, the 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 Rams in week 15, that that's so late that I wonder how much it actually ends up meaning. Um, I'm not really big on the Rams this year. I don't think they're going to be as good as people think. So I wouldn't be surprised if that game uh, ends up not meaning as much. Um, but then, I mean, you get Washington week 16, that should be an easy win. I'm sorry, Houston week 16, that should be an easy win. And then you get Washington the following week. So two easy games to end it. So if the Eagles do need to make up some ground, they should be able to do that. And I just think one one really important part of the schedule to me is um, a lot of their tougher opponents are later on. And I think that's really good because I think this Eagles team has a chance to come out slow out of the gate just because – uh, you know, Wentz will be returning from injury. Alshon will be returning from injury. Jason Peters, Jordan Hicks. I mean, so many of these guys will be returning. You also have the potential Super Bowl hangover. Um, and you just have the, the new team gelling. So I do think there, there's a chance for them to start slow. And in that, with, with that being said, that's why I'm, if I'm an Eagles fan, like, I would be happy that, uh, you know, you get the Buccaneers, the Colts, the Titans, all within the first four weeks. Um, the Vikings not until week five. And I think the Giants game is a tough one. That's that's one area where I think where I looked at the schedule, getting the Vikings in week five and then the Giants on a short week on a Thursday. I think that's like a, a schedule a schedule right there where that might make that game a little tougher than it would be. But overall, I don't think the Eagles have really any reason to complain about what they got uh, on Thursday night. Yeah, uh, I was going to say a bit, that that is a tough schedule for that that week six Giants game. But yeah. Uh, if there was going to be a opponent that you wanted to be like, it's probably the giants to be honest on this entire schedule there or them are like the Colts probably. Cause I, I, I personally think the giants are going to be pretty bad this year, especially if they ultimately decide to, I mean, this might not affect them as much this year, but if they decide to draft Saquon Barkley number two, instead of a quarterback and they play mm-hmm. Eli Manning for another 16 games, like I just don't think they will be very good, but yeah, a short week, the Eagles giants games are always kind of close, even when the giants yeah. or the Eagles are bad. So that that's going to be, I had my eye on that one too. Uh, I think that, I mean, I don't know if trap is the right word cause it's pretty obvious, like going to be a tough one, but that, that's going to be, that's going to mean one that we're going to kind of find out what, what kind of team this Eagles team is. I think. Yeah. I, I think traps an appropriate word to use just because, um, you know, you have the game before and then the short week and then you have the Panthers a potential yeah. playoff. You know, and then London the week after that London week after. So that game is kind of squeezed in between. Um, they have two Thursday night games, um, which, you know, since they open in week one is the first game is why uh, I was surprised. I, mean, I know they have five primetime games, but I was surprised how many one o'clock games they had. Um, I think that later on, you'll see some of these games get flexed. Uh, yeah. You know, let me see later on. I mean, the Cowboys at 425 in week 14, 
I mean, that one probably is not going to get flexed. Home versus the Giants in Week 12, maybe. Um, but I do think there's some. They'll they'll end up with more than pr- more primetime games than, than they have right now. Uh, but let's let's go. Let's get into it and let's go game by game. Um, we'll do it kind of quick hit. Uh, and you just give your thought and your prediction as of right now on the game. Um, all right. So week one, I know we all th- we all thought because of the report that they were going to open against the Vikings, but they open at home against the Atlanta Falcons Thursday night. They'll raise the Super Bowl banner. Uh, my prediction for that game is a win. Um, I think they're they should be lucky and feel lucky that they got uh, the Falcons as opposed to the Vikings. The Falcons defense improved as the year went on, but but they're not as good as they as the Vikings defense, in my opinion. I think this should be a, a win for the Eagles. Yeah, I I just think that the the juice is going to be flowing. You know, the, the, we saw kind of the the entire summer. I mean, it's not summer yet, but I guess the offseason has just been so energized by their Super mm-hmm. Bowl win. And I think they're, that, that's going to carry over that night. They're going to get their rings. Or everybody's going to be going crazy. It's at home. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if the Falcons are going to be quite as good as they were last year. I think they lost a couple guys on defense. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, have, I have that as a win also. All right, so we both have them at 1-0. and Week 2 at Tampa Bay. This is a game we disagree with. I think this is a potential loss. I think Tampa Bay has enough weapons on offense to kind of give the Eagles some trouble. Um, I think the Eagles' offense could still be gelling a little bit. Uh, maybe this is Wentz's first start or, you know, at most his second coming off that ACL. Um, so I, I'm actually going to put this down as a loss. Yeah, see, I was I was a little surprised with that because I, I actually – I think the Buccaneers aren't very good. Uh, I think a lot of it depends on if Jameis Winston can actually finally kind of make the next step, which he hasn't really done yet. Yeah, I know they, they have a lot of they have receivers and tight ends that are good, but they don't have anybody running back right now. This is before the draft, so we're kind of making predictions before mm-hmm. like one of the most important parts of the off season occur. And you know they have some talented defensive guys. They have a couple Eagles they signed, Vinnie Curry, Bo Allen, who might have been their biggest additions this off season, right. which kind of says something about the disparity between the Eagles and the Bucks when the Eagles cut Vinnie Curry and decided to sign a 34-year-old defensive tackle over Bo Allen. And mm-hmm. those are the Buccaneers' like top two guys they added. No offense to those guys, but I think that just kind of says the difference. So I, I think the Eagles are going to win this one. And I All actually right. don't even think it's going to be close. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we shall see. So week <laughs> week three, they get the Colts at home. Um, this game is a bit of a wild card to me. I think they win it. But, I mean, if Andrew Luck is back and playing at the level he's capable of, um, then this game looks much tougher. Because if you're playing an elite quarterback, it's just tougher to win. And also, there's a Frank Reich factor. Um, he knows the Eagles very well, obviously. I'll be interested to see how the chess match between him and defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz goes. That being said, the Eagles are maybe the toughest team in the league to play at their home stadium. And I just don't think the Colts are ready yet to go into Philly and beat the Eagles. So I have that one down as a win. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's just so hard to figure out what the Colts are going to be because we just don't know what's going on with Luck. I mean, he missed all of last season, right? He didn't even play a game last year. Right. So uh, that I mean, and they haven't really done a great job of their their jet, their front office has never done a great job of uh, improving the roster. So I, I I see that as a win, but of course Andrew Luck can can win any game for his team if he's healthy, and we just don't know if he's healthy. All right, now week four at the Tennessee Titans. Um, so I have this one down as a loss too. So overall, I have them starting two and two. You know, coming out slow at, out of the gate. Um, the Titans, to me, unfamiliar opponent. Marcus Mariota had a really bad year last year, but I'm still a believer that he's a good quarterback. Uh, Titans showed last year, I and mean, they went into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs with a comeback there. Uh, I just think this is going to be a tough game. Um, so I have this one down as a loss. Yeah, I I think it's not, I don't think it's going to be easy. The Titans improved on offense. They got Deion Lewis. Uh, they added Malcolm Butler on the other side, who didn't play in the Super right. Bowl. So the Eagles might not be familiar with him actually. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean I. 
they have a new coach, Mike Vrabel, who's never done been a head coach before. And Marcus Mariota, like you said, struggled last year. And I'm not – I mean, I, I like him as a player, but I'm not sure he can handle the Eagles' defense. So I, I have that as a loss, but – I mean, a win for the Eagles. I'm sorry. And, uh, so you have yeah. them undefeated at this point. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about how they're going to start at. All right. <laughs> so you have them at 4-0. Four, four oh, I have them at 2-2. Two and two. Week 5, the Vikings, the matchup everyone thought would be week 1. Um, I think this is a win. I just don't think the Vikings have it in them to come into Philadelphia and beat the Eagles. I know they have Kirk Cousins now, and I do think that's a bigger deal than Eagles fans want to admit. But I'll believe it when I see it, the Vikings beating the Eagles in Philadelphia. I just think, you know, they've blown them out the last two times they've come. I think the Eagles are better. Uh, you know, in almost every facet of the game, uh, better head coach, better quarterback, better offensive line, better offense. And at the end of last year, honestly, their defense was better than the Vikings defense, especially the Vikings defense on the road. So I think that's a win for the Eagles. And they go to three and two on uh, my record so far. Yeah. I'm also, yeah, all, three and two, yep. yeah. Also of note, they have a uh, DeFilippo they hired as a, uh... Their offensive True. coordinator, which I mean, uh, kind of like a similar to the Frank Reich factor, but I don't know how much impact will make in this game. I think the Vikings will be highly motivated. It's not going to be an easy win by any stretch, but mm-hmm. the fact that it's at home, if it was at Minnesota, I think I, I might pick the Vikings. But since it's in Philly, I, I went with the Eagles. All right. Week six. This is a game that a lot of people, when I tweeted this out, disagreed with me with. Not surprisingly, <laughs> I think they lose to the Giants short wow. week. On the road, last year, the, the it took a 61-yard field goal to beat the Giants in New York. And then also, next time they played them, that was a close game as well. Four touchdowns from Nick Foles. The defense was terrible. Um, I just feel like the Giants always play the Eagles close. It's going to be on the road, prime time. I, I agree the Giants are going to be a disaster, but they are two years removed from winning 11 games. This just, to me, feels like a potential loss, but I'm not very confident. But regardless, I have that as a loss. I'm having it three and three. Yeah, I, I struggle a bit with this one just because the scheduling part of it is that it's really tough to play on four yeah. days rest when the other team has like a full week's rest. So I, I have it. I have it as a win, but it's not like with a lot of confidence, I would say. Right. I think that's going to be a tough one. Um, and there's also, I mean, it's really hard to go six and zero in the division. So I don't know what you have in the other games, but, um, you know, I, I just think they're going to have some divisional losses. All right. Week seven coming off of, in my opinion, a loss, but they have the Panthers at home. This one potentially maybe flex. Uh, I don't think they can flex that early. So never mind. But week seven Panthers. Um, I think this is a win. The Eagles win over the Panthers last year, turned their season around or, you know, kind of catapulted it um defense secondary coach uh Corey Unlin told me he thought that was a turning point in their season uh I think they beat the Panthers again obviously Cam Newton's very good quarterback physical team um but I think this is an Eagles win at home yeah I agree I th- uh, Cam Newton's kind of like as we were talking about with Andrew Luck early he can lead his team to a win yeah. on any given Sunday uh but I, I again it's at home and the Eagles are just so good at home and the Panthers you know, again, they haven't they kind of downgraded in terms of weapons since last year. They traded Kelvin Benjamin and they replaced him with Tory Smith, pretty much, if you think about it. And they yeah. don't and they they're going to be relying on Christian McCaffrey for a full workload. And well, I guess we'll find out if he's ready for that. So I, I have the Eagles winning this one, too. So they're still undefeated. So you used to have him still undefeated at this point. I have him at three and three. So a slow start. I'd kind of be surprised if that happened. But I mean, my picks are my picks. So so far, I have him at three and three. And I, I'd be surprised if they were they were undefeated at this point. Also, <laughs> all right. Week eight at Jacksonville. Um, I wonder if the NFL is happy that this potential Super Bowl matchup is overseas. On one hand, obviously, it's a it's a great game for them um, to, you know, promote the game over in, in Europe. But at the same time, there's going to be a 930 in the morning. And if this game was not in London, I would guess this is a 
primetime matchup, you know, Monday night, Sunday night, one of those things. So I think it's a win for the Eagles. Um, I think it could be very tough, though. The Jaguars are obviously a very good team, very good defense. Uh, I just think that I don't see the Eagles defense losing to Blake Bortles. And for some reason, the fact that the Eagles stayed out, and I know they're not going to be staying out in Europe, at least we don't think so. They showed last year they travel well. They can handle kind of like adversity. They've been through the Super Bowl, all that hoopla. They've been through the week out in L.A. last year. So I don't think the trip to London is going to impact them very much. And I also think that it's going to basically be an Eagles home game. I think fans are really going to travel to this one. So I have this one down as a win. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with all the points you just made. I, I think the Jaguars are a very good team. Uh, their offense has a lot of question marks, namely Bortles. Right. Uh, you know, this is conceivably even a Super Bowl preview potentially because I think the Jaguars could be that good if Bortles can figure anything out. But, yeah, I, I think the Eagles win this one. They 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 can win on the road, and this is kind of a unique situation going to London, and I, they will have to deal with the jet lag and all that crap, but I think they're going to be okay. All right, I'll toss this one to you first. Week 10 at home, Dallas Cowboys, Sunday night football. Uh, I, I had it down as a win, but after you made the point about the, how – Nobody goes six and zero in the division. I I'm starting right. to second guess myself. So Ooh, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change course here. I know it's at home. The Cowboys Eagles are always tough games, but I don't know if the Eagles are gonna go undefeated at home necessarily. And I I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a loss on this one. I I don't I don't feel great about it, but I think this is gonna be their division loss uh, at this point in the season. All right, so I have the Eagles winning this one um, at home, prime time. I don't think the Cowboys are good enough to come into Philadelphia and win. Uh, and the Eagles, honestly, last time the two teams played, I know Ezekiel Elliott didn't didn't play. And I'm not talking about Week 17. The two the last time these two teams played that with all their starters, real. yeah, it wasn't a real game. The last time these two teams played with their starters, uh, they dominated the Cowboys, and I don't think that's going to change. So I think this is a, this is a win for the Eagles. Um, all right, next game, probably the toughest of the season in my opinion, and I think you agree based off of your pick online um at new orleans this one is I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you go first what do you what do you think i just think new orleans has one of the toughest fan bases to play in front of in the league mm-hmm. uh it's one of the toughest road environments even just being in new orleans is a factor i think because that i mean it's a party town you have to, you have to hope that i mean the eagles have a good locker room but you got to hope that they don't go out late the night before true and uh but the saints you know for the first time last year in a while they were pretty balanced in that they were really good on offense good at running the ball good at passing the ball and their defense was actually really good too and they yeah. have alvin kamara his second year like i think they're really good and they're going to challenge the eagles for the nfc i have this one as a loss primarily because it's on the road but the saints are just really tough to opponent the one thing that will interest me about this game is um assuming carson wentz is on the field so last year you look at the big games he played and and he he played well but I'm not sure he's ever played in an atmosphere like what he's going to walk to into it in, in New Orleans. I mean, maybe Seattle last year, but that was probably his worst game of the season. So, uh, you know, that's one area where him not getting that playoff experience, that that Super Bowl experience, I do think not sets him back, but just has an impact on his development just because he hasn't played and, you know, on the road, raucous playoff implications. Uh, this is as of now a one o'clock game, which is extremely surprising to me. Yeah. Um, but. I just think this is going to be a very tough game um, coming off of, you know, home primetime versus the Cowboys. Uh, so I, I think this is a loss, a loss for the Eagles. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's going to be a great game and I think the Eagles could win it. I just think as of right now, 
the fact that it's in New Orleans changes that. If it was in Philly, I'd probably pick the Eagles, but I think that's going to be a, a tough one for the Eagles. So week 12, home versus the Giants, 1 o'clock. Uh, I think this is a win. After losing yeah. the Giants the first time, uh, coming off a loss to the Saints, in my opinion, I think this could be a maybe not an easy win just because the Giants always play them tough, but I do think this is going to be an Eagles win. Yeah, I, th- I think this one's going to be a blowout, actually. I think at this point, you know, the Eagles going into the final stretch of the season, they have some tough games coming up. I think Doug Peterson gets them ready. And I, again, I think the Giants are, might be a mess. And mm-hmm. once you get to these weeks of the season, the teams that are a mess kind of start to fall apart. So I, I kind of see it as a blowout, even if the Eagles-Giants games historically don't really blow out. Right. All right. So so next week after that, they, they have the Redskins um, at home, primetime, Monday night. Uh, this one I think is going to be a blowout. Um, the Redskins, the Eagles beat them twice last year. Kirk Cousins was always a bit of a wild card because he's, he's kind of played well against Eagles traditionally his career. Uh, I know the Eagles lost to Alex Smith last year, but that was with the Chiefs in Kansas City. I don't think Alex Smith is coming into Lincoln Financial Field on Monday night and beating the Eagles, uh, even if the Eagles are dealing with some injuries at this point, week 13. But I just don't see this as, as a loss. So I, I have this one down as a win. Yeah, I'm I'm actually a little higher on like the Redskins in general than I think a lot of people. I I don't think Alex Smith is a downgrade from Kirk Cousins, but I I think they have some intriguing talent on defense. But yeah, I, I don't think this game is gonna be particularly close. Prime mm-hmm. time Monday night in Philly, uh, and the Eagles are still significantly ahead of the Redskins, so I, I see that as a win too. Yeah, and after so I had them starting three and three, but since then I have them win, 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 loss, win, win, win. So I, I think that 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 portion of the schedule right there you get the three divisional opponents um the saints is a tough game but uh the jaguars i think it's a win the panthers thinks a win so i think the eagles the schedule sets up nicely for them to make a mid-season run um if they need to make it so let's see we just did washington at home on monday night following week at the cowboys 425 on a sunday again i think this is a win i don't think the cowboys have it in them to beat the eagles um i said the eagles would beat them twice last year when everyone thought the cowboys were going to be the best team it didn't happen um i think the eagles beat the cowboys again week 14 uh so for me that's their third win in a row and four in their last five they're at five of their last six actually yeah uh, I mean, especially considering I just randomly picked the Cowboys to win the the, game, the other game. I, I think the Eagles come into this one pretty angry. If if everything I say has, goes right to this point, then I think the Eagles come into this game angry. And the Cowboys aren't. I, I don't. They might challenge uh, the Giants for being the worst in the division. I don't think they're gonna be very good this year. They don't have any weapons at receiver. Right. Uh. uh so yeah, I, I have this one as an Eagles win as well. All right, Week 15 at the Rams. Tough. Um. That's a, it is a tough one, but I don't think the Rams are going to be as good as people think. I think they're going to be a bust, honestly. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to win four games, but I think this is a Rams team that's going to win, you know, eight, nine, ten games, something like that. I don't think this is a 13-win Rams team. Um, so I think this is a win for the Eagles. They went into L.A. last year and beat the Rams in a big game. They know what that environment's like. They're going to go in confident. And the Eagles have the better head coach and they have the better quarterback. And, you know, most games you walk into with that, you're going to win. So I, I think the Rams uh, – on prime time, 8.20 at night, uh, I think the uh, the Eagles win this one. Yeah, you know, the, I, I agree with you. I, I I get the feeling that the Rams, that locker room is just too volatile. I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of personalities in there. So I think what it comes down to this late in the season, we'll, we'll know what kind of team the Rams are. So if at this point the Rams have had a lot of problems, they've had they have a lot of guys talking bad in the press, or Sean McVay can't handle all these personalities, and we'll kind yeah. of go into this game thinking that it was a bust of a season for them already, and the Eagles might beat them pretty easily. And then on the flip side, if it, if it all comes together and everybody you know is working for the better of the team, and Jared Goff takes the next step, like then the Rams are going to challenge the Eagles to make the Super Bowl. So I, I 
I'm, I'm leaning towards that. I, I don't know if I necessarily believe it's going to happen. And, you know, traveling across country is tough. I know they succeeded last year in doing it. Uh, but I, I have the Rams winning this one. Yeah. I also wonder if, uh, you know, week 14 at Dallas, week 15 at L.A., I would wonder if they would stay out out west for that whole week. Um, they like doing it last week. Angel Stadium's open where they practiced last year, so w- they'd be familiar with doing it. At least the majority of the roster would. Wouldn't completely rule that out. Um, instead, you're going from Philly, flying to Dallas, back to Philly, back across the West yeah. Coast, switching time zones. Um, yeah, I mean, then yeah, Sunday's a late game, so I-, I could see that happening. All right, week 16, Houston. This is a game that when I did my ideal schedule, I had this as a loss just because I had it early in the season. Sean Watson, uh, I think, is a very good quarterback. Titans have a lot of not Titans. The Texans have a lot of explosive weapons on their offense. Um, I, I think this is uh, a win, though. Week 16, I think the Eagles, I don't know if they're going to need it, but I think they'll still be playing their starters, gearing up for for their playoff run. Um, I think this, this is a win for the Eagles. Yeah, I, earlier you kind of talked, you kind of mentioned this as like an easier win, but I, I kind of, I mean, it all depends on health, and the Texans had the worst luck in the NFL last year in terms of health. Everybody got hurt. Right. Sean Watson, J.J. Watt lost for the season. But I just think if they're healthy, I think they have as talented of a roster as anybody in the league. And, at, again, this is the point of the season where we'll kind of know how the season's going to look for them. And if, yeah. if they're healthy at this point, I think they can seriously challenge the Eagles on every level. And, and, I, and, and for that, I have the Texans winning this game, even though the Eagles are pretty tough to beat on the road. All right, week 17, uh, this is the toughest game to call out of all of them yeah, just because agreed. you have no idea what it's going to mean. But I'll put it as a win. At Washington, uh, I don't think the Redskins – the Redskins at this point will probably be trying to lose to get a better draft pick. Eagles might not need it, but uh, I, I think this is just a win for the Eagles. Yeah, I agree. It all, it all could just come down to, comes down to if it's like last year where they go into the last week and they can rest their starters because if that's mm-hmm. the case, then it's just impossible to predict something like that because they're not going to be fully trying the same way that – if the Redskins are in playoff contention, they might be, or if the Redskins are tanking and they both might just rest everybody. So yeah. it's going to be, this, this is the hardest game to predict just because we just don't know like what the rosters are going to look like. So I have them at 12 have and win, four overall. Yeah. What do you, what'd you finish with them at? at 12 and four in this, uh, uh, in this podcast discussion, I had them at 13 and three on my post on, uh, from the Cowboys. Yeah. I, I mean, I 12 and four, you're coming off of 13, 13 wins. I mean, obviously you could have had 14 if you wanted it. I do think the Eagles are going to take, again, like a step back, but I wouldn't, you know, it's not a huge step back. I just think last year, everything, oh, I shouldn't say everything went right, but this, they had a special season last year and recapturing that is going to be tough to do, especially coming off of so many injuries. I think they're going to come up to a slow start, but now that the schedule's out, I do think it's favorable for them. I think that it, the schedule will help them win more games than, uh, then, you know, it could have because it's it's they have tough opponents. So that overall, that was kind of my my takeaway from the schedule. Anything else you have on it before we move on to uh, Joe and Howie? Yeah, I, I think I kind of like that they have some some of the more talented teams at the end of the schedule because you then you're challenging yourself right before the playoffs. I think based on, like you said, the, the middle of the season, they should be able to go on a run. So I, I think that that'll be kind of good, a good test for them going into the playoffs and kind of getting them ready for some primetime football. And the other thing is, if you want to read read in between, uh, you know, read the tea leaves, read between the lines on a Wentz return, let's look at their first few games. Obviously, they have to be in prime time to start the season. That just is what it is. Thursday night, that that game is going to be prime time. But Buccaneers one o'clock, Colts one o'clock, Titans one o'clock, Vikings not until week five. Do you think that the NFL thinks Wentz won't be back to start the season? Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even I didn't even think of that. Uh, I don't know that. That's a good question. I think I think it's conceivable that he doesn't play at least the first week, but 
it would make sense that they kind of want that to be a matchup that is one of their higher rated games. So, I, I mean, that I don't know if that conspiracy theory is too far off. So, when we talked to Wentz earlier this week, and he's still saying week one, I believe it is going to be week one. But if you just look at the schedule, a lot of their primetime games are, are, are later on. Washington, Monday night, week 13. Um, week 10, Dallas is prime time. The Saints, I'm sorry, not the Saints, the Rams game is prime time. So the, I think the NFL is guarding them a little bit against the Nick Foles show um, in prime time too much, even though obviously Foles won the Super Bowl. People love Nick Foles. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> All right, so schedule, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll be doing game-by-game game predictions again when the season begins and probably multiple times before then because it's just fun to do. But the, the other big news this week was Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas sat and talked to the media for about 35 minutes, 35, 40 minutes. Minutes. Um, as always with these things, they're, they're trying to give away as little as possible. They don't want to, you know, say something that might tip another team off as to what they're uh, what they're thinking. But I do think there were a few nuggets to take away from that and the, the, from from their talk. And to me, the the biggest uh, thing I took away was I don't think they're taking a running back at 32. Just listening to the way they talked about it, uh, Joe Douglas, um, when he was asked about it initially, his first answer, which I think. And, and when Joe talks, I like it better than Howie just because I think he's not as media trained. Howie is extremely good at saying nothing. So I think Joe gives out you know nuggets a little more. Uh, and I think Doug does it too. But uh, so what Joe said when he was first asked about the running back position was, well, look, I mean, you know, third round last year, Alvin Kamara, uh, Kareem Hunt, you can get running backs later in the draft. Corey Clement was an undrafted guy. Um, and he talked about how in the Super Bowl, 22 of the starters were third round and later. Uh, so, you know, after that, he did say, yeah, well, if it's an elite running back, maybe you change your mind. But I think overall, they know, I don't think their philosophy is to take a running back high. And if they do end up drafting at 32, that'll be their only pick. I mean, assuming they don't then trade up again, but there will be their only pick in the first 100 or so picks. And I don't think they're going to use that on a running back. So my main takeaway is I think they do like Darius Geis a lot. That's a player fans love to talk about but I would be surprised if he ends up being their pick at 32 yeah it's funny because it seemed like the media reaction you and I are on the same page I think he pretty heavily implied that they wouldn't draft a running back the high he he quickly came back and said like if it was a elite guy or whatever we, we would take him but and some people took that as I'm saying they're willing to take a running back the first round but I I, I agree I think his initial reaction was the right one and I, I i personally am am very much anti-drafting a running back that high it's just been proven over and over again that uh that these guys just you don't need to draft them in the first round there's been so many mm-hmm. cases of guys in the third round fourth round fifth round even on the eagles roster alone even jay ajayi was what fourth round well they they i think he was drafted they, they, they traded yeah, they traded him, a but, fourth round fourth round for him but, yeah yeah, but yeah, I mean, then beyond that, I mean, one of the first things Howie said, and I mean, this is just pretty obvious, and we kind of all knew this anyway, but he's like, we're, we're open for business in the sense yeah. of they're willing to trade the 32 pick. I think if they get a good enough offer, they'll take it, you know, whether it's two second round picks or, you know, what maybe a future first if if like Lamar Jackson falls to 32 or something like that. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure they're just going to trade back for like a second and a fourth, which tends to be the package that that teams get for that. But, yeah, how how he pretty he didn't imply he said that they're willing to trade. And I, I it, again, we've talked about this in the past, but it really just all depends on if they have somebody really high on their board who is available at 32. They'll mm-hmm. take him. And then if not, they'll trade back and get some more picks. 
And the one thing Howie did highlight was, look, that 30-second pick, that's the last pick in the draft where you get that fifth-year option. Yep. So, like you mentioned, if Lamar Jackson's there, that has a ton of value. Um, but I think it has value to the Eagles as well. Uh, you know, let's say they do move back and they pick up an extra fourth. Like, that is helpful because you get an extra pick. But whatever play you're taking the second, you only have for – for four years as opposed to the, you know, the potential pick up that fifth year option. So I agree with you. I think the Eagles would like to trade, but at the same time, they're not just going to do it to do it. Um, you know, another, another takeaway I thought was interesting was uh, how he was asked about, you know, offensive tackle, uh, Jason Peters, Lane Johnson, how Puli Vili Vitae, they are th- nice. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> now, now that Matt's gone, someone has to say it properly. Um, but uh those are their three tackles. I mean, they're going to be on the roster. They're going to be the top three tackles. But tackle is still a need for them because Peters is probably not back in 2019. Uh, Vitae, I personally think, could be a starter for a while. But I think anybody that was he- that didn't view him as the future, I think that's fair fair to do. Um, but the question is, at 32, I mean, you know, Connor Williams out of Texas – uh, Colton Miller out of UCLA. I don't know if he makes it all the way down there, but there are going to be some some players there potentially that you could take. Um, Howie said he was okay with having you know his tackle, it, it, having any rookie, but he was specifically talking about tackles. You know, if you don't play the first year, that's okay. Sidney Jones had all of last year. They planned on not having Carson play his rookie year before they traded Bradford. So I think that uh, again, kind of how we I started off the draft talk. Um, you know, we first started the podcast with you is. I think at the end of the day, they value quarterback, defensive line, offensive line. They're not going to take a quarterback. So I'm, I'm still kind of at the defensive and offensive line after listening to Howe and Joey talk. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, with the offensive linemen, uh, you know, Howe kind of implied that they, they still want to get guys that can come in and play right away. And I, I don't – if they draft an offensive lineman, the reality is he's probably not going to be on the active roster the entire season. So I guess you got to yep. weigh if you want to use a first-round pick and then not have another pick for over 100 picks – uh, or, or actually almost 100 picks, I guess, technically, because they're at 32. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I'm not 100% convinced they'll draft an offensive lineman there unless it's a guy that they love and think can be a left tackle. And if he needs to play right now, he can play right now. I think they're more likely to get a D-end or even mm-hmm. a D-tackle if there's a guy there. But I think you can get a project in the fourth round that you can develop, maybe a small school guy. I know Joe Douglas scouts the small school guys pretty heavily. He talked about that quite a bit. Uh, so, yeah, I, if I'm guessing right today, I, I would say they either get a defensive end or a safety in the first round and then get the offensive lineman in the fourth. All right. So before we move to our uh, our um, question we got in our reviews on, on Apple podcast app, uh, Brandon Graham, not at the beginning of OTAs, according to his Instagram. He's in Detroit with his daughter. Uh, I believe he's going to be in Philly or the Philly area this weekend because um, he has an autograph signing. So he'll he'll be there. I don't know if that means he's going to come back to OTAs or not, but wasn't there at the beginning of OTAs. Now, to be fair, a lot of guys weren't. Chris Long wasn't there. Um, he just had his contract re- reworked. Uh, but I just would throw, we'll, we'll throw it to you. I mean, do you think Brandon Graham not showing up at the beginning is contract related? Do you think he's just kind of taking a little more of his time? Like it seems like a lot of players are. Uh, what, what's your take on that? I don't think it's as big of a deal right now. Um, it's, it's, you know, we, we haven't really had a chance to talk to him or we haven't really had a chance to talk about him with the Eagles. So it's hard to like get mm-hmm. a, a vibe for if he actually is holding out and they know that, or if he's just, you know, he's a veteran and he's taking his time. I, I mean, you hear veterans all the time talking about how you, you know, you don't really need to go to the beginning and it's kind of makes sense just to take a little time off to get your body to heal a little bit. So I would understand it if that's what he's doing. I think if we check back in a week or two and he's still not showing up, then I think we could start 
worry, or the Eagles can start worrying uh, if he's holding out and and what kind of impact that'll have on their on their defensive line and their locker room. Right, and I mean, look, like they're just lifting right now, um, so it's not like they're on on the field practicing. But Doug Peterson still gave a speech the first day of OTAs, talked about how this is the new norm, about how you know it's going to be recommitment to to winning the second trophy. You don't want to be one and done. So you know, not having your team leaders there, it's just not ideal. Again, I'm not saying it's a huge deal, but Brandon Graham was was voted a captain of this team. He's a vocal leader, and I'm sure the Eagles would prefer to have him there. So we'll see. I mean, as we enter, you know, the on the field portion of OTAs, get into week two if he's still not there. If he if he's in Philly this weekend for the autograph signing and then not there on Monday, then I think maybe all right. And it's a holdout. Yeah. yeah then he's in. Te- well, yeah. Then he's not coming to prove a point because you're in the area. So we'll, be, we'll see. But all right, let let's wrap this up. Um, you know, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, if you leave a review. Uh, on our iTunes page and the Apple Podcast app, um, we'll answer it. So Eagles, Eagles fan for life, twenty-two left a five-star review, which we really appreciate. And his question was, how will the corners shake out now that the depth is good? So obviously, um, Darrell Worley no longer on the roster, so the depth isn't as good as it was before. Uh, Howie talked briefly about it, just basically saying they made the right decision for the organization. Didn't really re- uh, reveal much, but um, I, you know, I think. I think that Sidney Jones is has the potential to win a starting job, but I do think Darby and Mills, as of now, are their starters. And when they go to nickel, Mills will slide inside and Jones will be on the outside. Um, I think those will be the top three guys. Uh, what do you think? I mean, do you think a Darby trade is still possible here? I think it's possible, and it partially depends on if they feel like they can get somebody in the first round that can step in and play right away. I don't know if you want to go away from a veteran and add a rookie to a group that has Sidney Jones, who's only played one game in his career and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's pretty young, but yeah, I, I think you, I think you got it. You hit the nail on the head and you got Razul Douglas coming in at the fourth cornerback spot. I'm pretty confident they're going to draft another corner. I don't, I don't know if that means first round, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, whatever. Right. But I, I think they're going to draft another one to develop. And maybe it's a guy who can return kicks as well. So I, I, I think they're still pretty good at the cornerback positions, but as we talked about extensively last week, you know, it's maybe less you're less you know happy with it than you were before the Daryl Worley incident. Mm-hmm. And an interesting point that Joe Douglas made, not that this relates directly to corner, but he said that when it comes to undrafted free agents, it's going to be tougher than normal to get these guys to come to the Eagles because of positions like cornerback, where if you're an undrafted free agent corner that the Eagles really like, maybe should have been drafted but just ended up not being drafted. Why would you come to the Eagles? Because there's three guys, you know, even if they trade Darby, you still have Mills, Jones, and Douglas ahead of them on the uh, ahead of them on the depth chart. If they keep Darby, now you're looking at at the best being fifth. So, uh, you know, I think the corner is extremely deep. A um, lot of young talent there. Uh, and as, you know, Eagles fan Philip 22 mentioned, the depth there is really good. So, all right, we will wrap this one up. Um, week two of OTAs and then – Obviously, the NFL draft next week. So we'll be back before the draft with one more pod for you. And then obviously after to talk about, um, you know, their pick, what they did, the trades and all that. So, Zach, I will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. <laughs>